I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. EVP evidence, contacting the other side, and dreams predicting the future. Welcome back to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding, where this week it's all about you in our monthly listener special episode. Well, let's kick off with some trivia. Do you think this is fact or fiction? I love these. Not everybody dreams in colour. Some dream in black and white. Find out the answer later in the show. Every month, we like to dedicate a whole episode to your questions and stories. Now, these have come in on our WhatsApp, email and our socials. And you can find out how to get in touch yourself at the end of the show. The first email comes from Sophie in Leicester, who had a dream that seemed to be a premonition. She writes, Good morning. I didn't feel comfortable sending a voice note in, but I wanted to tell you about my dream I had in November last year. Maybe I'll get more information from this myself too. I was on a weekend away in Lincoln on the Sunday night. I had a dream that I was at my Nana's funeral and it was so vivid, so real, it actually felt like a nightmare because it was so sad. I get home from my weekend away and my mum tells me on the Monday evening that my nana is in hospital and really wasn't very well and I need to go and see her. I get back to the hospital and the nurse breaks the news to me and my mum that she may only have days to live as her body was shutting down. So I let that sink in and the next day I put two and two together and told my mum that on Sunday night I had a dream and that we were at Nana's funeral. My Nana sadly passed away on the Thursday evening. I mentioned to mum again that it's my weird dreams and that I predicted this and she says it's strange you say that because my Nana also had a dream she was at your granddad's funeral before she died. We had the funeral and it was literally deja vu. Everyone was sat exactly where they were in my dream. And my dad and my nana didn't get along very well and he was debating going to the funeral. The day he said that to me, I then had a dream that evening that me, my mum and dad were all at my nana's house having a Sunday dinner. Also my granddad, who had passed away many years ago, was there too. I think it's crazy. I'm from a big family and my great ancestors were gypsies who were very superstitious and spiritual. And I feel as though my Nana has somehow passed this on to me as she went to the spirit world. Thank you from Sophie in Leicester. 
Well, thank you, Sophie. Now, as you probably heard in a previous show, I talked about premonitions and how millions of people around the world have very vivid dreams the night before or days before the real event is played out. Well, no one really knows what this is and how some people have these premonitions. But you see, I see it as a gift. And certainly, I do believe that your family, being gypsies, definitely have the gift. And it looks like it's been passed on to you. So, use it wisely and carefully. It was great to hear from you. And Sophie, please keep in touch. Now, this interesting piece of evidence comes from our listener, Stephen, at Sounding Spooky on Twitter. So if you fancy giving him a follow, please do. He writes, hi Yvette and all the team involved with the Paranormal Activity podcast and of course Most Haunted. Yvette, you truly are the queen of the paranormal. Stop it. Now, I see on Twitter that you're looking for some paranormal evidence from your listeners. In the seven years I've been investigating, the clip I'm sending you has got to be one of my favourite pieces of evidence and has led me to focus on capturing audio footage at any investigations that I attend. This particular audio footage takes place in Sea Wing at Shepton Mallet Prison, a location I've investigated many times with former colleagues. On this particular investigation in December 2018, there were two of us alone in Sea Wing. Well, being regulars, we were able to venture off on our own away from our group and nowhere near others for fear of contaminating evidence. We couldn't hear the rest of our team downstairs in the morgue and the three other teams were too far away. Now, when I was listening back to my recording, I noticed that somebody says the word redemption. It was very apt for anyone who's been in prison. However, neither of us heard it at any time as I continued with my very bad singing to build energy. Singing is very good. I use it all the time. Loads of people on most haunted experience will roll their eyes and go, yes, she likes to sing. I've sent the audio and slightly amplified the word, hoping that you and your listeners are able to hear it. Wishing you all the best. So let's have a listen. Now, I don't know about you, I'm ever so sorry, but I couldn't hear anything there. What do you think if you're if you're listening or watching? Have a listen and let me know what you think. Can you hear a word? Now, we have another voice note from our friend Tom in Berlin. Lovely Tom. I feel like I have a pen friend, as it were. Hello, Yvette. This is Tom in Berlin. You said that you want to hear voices and stories. Well... My voice and my stories just might change your mind. (laughs) I have heard many times of friends and families that have passed on that they would return to their loved ones in a physical form, even for a brief moment. Well, my wife passed away five and a half years ago and this never happened to me over this period of time. 
But there were four incidents uh, that did occur that leads me to think uh, she was trying to contact me. The first incident, shortly after uh, her death, I was next door to uh, visiting her schoolmate. We've known each other for over 50 years, uh, oh, close to 60. And um, when she moved in to the apartment directly and next to ours, instead of picking up the phone all the time, I installed an intercom type system. Uh, it did not go through the landline. And so uh, at that time we did it uh, because over the landline for each phone call that you made, you were charged five cents a minute or five finnings a minute being in Germany. So I installed this intercom type system and they were on the phone quite often with each other. So. Uh, it worked out very well. Never had any problems with it, no glitches. And so after my wife's death, I was over there talking to her, uh, not to uh, my wife's friend, my friend too, by the way, of course. And suddenly the intercom rang. And she looked at me and she, she said, oh, that's odd. She walks over, picks up the phone, and heard nothing, so she hung up the phone. And I said, uh, how could that be? Uh, I'm not there calling you. And then it rang again, and she walked over and picked it up and listened, and nothing was on the phone. So before I could get over to the phone to take it out of her hand, uh, she hung up again. I said, you know, the only way someone could call here is that they are in my apartment. So I came over here, everything was locked up, it was fine. So I assume somehow or another, my wife was trying to get in touch with us. The second incident was in a dream. And I was on my bicycle and I was passing the double-decker city bus and, I, and it stopped and I stopped and there was a man sitting in the window seat and to the, his right was my wife on the aisle. And I tapped on the window and he looked at me knowing, oh, he wants that I wanted to talk to her. So he tapped her on the shoulder and pointed towards me, but she refused to look at me. She just kept looking straight ahead as the bus pulled away. My brother told me later on that that was her way of saying, you've seen me, let's go on, let's continue our lives, which I thought was quite an interesting answer. Then a few years later, my wife came to me in a dream and just looked at me, walked up to me and stroked my cheek and smiled. And then I, I awoke. Then the strangest thing happened. I once was a supervisor in a major hospital and um, 
I had to, of course, inspect all areas. And the one area was to go into the morgue, to the autopsy room, and uh, check to make sure everything has been clean, hygienically clean, and so forth, uh, for the next autopsy. <clears throat> then um, I would lock up, and I was always notified uh, before an autopsy was made so that I could make sure that this room wasn't forgotten in some way or, or another. So in my dream, I am in the hospital. And I walked past the morgue door and I took out my key, opened the door to look in and make sure everything was all right. I switched on the light and on the stainless steel autopsy table was a body bag with, of course, a body in it. You know, the type black with a zipper down the front. And I thought, oh, somebody forgot to tell me that they brought uh, a corpse in. But suddenly the body bag started to move. And slowly the zipper came down and I'm going, oh, this person didn't die. And then my wife rose out of this body bag. She gets out of the body bag on the opposite side of the table, walks around the table, approaches me, and I said, Sue, you can't do this. You're dead. And she stroked my cheek and she smiled and she says, I know. And that was that. I woke up again. So some messages are trying to get through to me somehow or another. Take care, and I hope I didn't bother you too much with my stories. Enjoy your show. Goodbye. Tom, how could you ever think that you were bothering me? I absolutely love hearing from you. And wow, I love the intercom phone ringing. I'm absolutely sure that that was your lovely wife, Sue, letting you and your friend know that she was with you both. As for the dreams, Sue was definitely letting you know that she was watching you and was around you. Although the bus experience, I can't quite understand that one. You know, sometimes these dreams can just be that, dreams. It could well have been some part of grief hidden away that showed you that Sue had moved on, gone away. It was time for you to move on. So I think talking about it now, I feel that that wasn't a visitation at all from your wife at all. I really do believe that that was just a dream. The other dream where Sue stroked your face to me sounds like a true spiritual visitation and she was letting you know that she loves you and that she's with you always. As for the body bag dream, I would have woken up in a complete sweat. What a frightening, terrifying dream that was. But again, not knowing Sue, this could very well have been another visitation dream where she's showing you that she's alive, but on a different plane and certainly not dead. She lives on, Tom. This I know. Well, God bless you and I hope to hear from you very soon. Now, Becca got in touch from South Wales on WhatsApp to ask how to begin contact with the other side. And she writes, Dear Yvette and team, my grandmother passed away last night after a long illness with Alzheimer's. 
Now, although I have never experienced anything, I strongly believe in the afterlife. And I would love to contact a couple of people who have passed, but I feel I'm putting up walls without knowing it because I'm scared. I know not everyone has the ability to contact ghosts, but I really want to contact my grandmother to check that she's okay, like you and millions of others. And also, she says she wants to check she's back to herself and not the shell of herself that she was due to the Alzheimer's. Do you have any advice on how to contact the other side and stop the scared side of me? I know that it's not the dead you have to be worried about, it's the living, lol. Any help would be much appreciated so much from Becca in South Wales. Well, hi there, Becca. Thank you so much for writing in and it's lovely to hear from you. And I'm so, so sorry for your recent loss. So if you want to make contact with your grandmother, I would suggest joining a paranormal group. Now, this I find, I can see a lot of you maybe rolling your eyes and going, I'm not so sure, but this I find is the safest way to open yourself up, but doing so with like-minded people who can then look out for you, keep safe. By joining a group, um, your walls will come down and the more that you do, the more open you'll become. Now, once this happens, your grandmother will find it easier to come through to you. Now, of course, you can go to a medium or a spiritualist church, and I have suggested that in the past, and they can also help you uh, to put your mind at rest, but also put you in contact. But I always find that doing the work yourself with good, trusted, knowledgeable people will really work better for you. So check out some groups near you, and if you need further advice as which group to go with, get back in touch and I will have a look for you. This is very important. You need to make sure you get the right one. I remember once, this brings back memories, a good friend of mine and his father died and he, like your grandmother, passed on having suffered with Alzheimer's. Well, one night when we were having dinner at my house, uh, the table started knocking and when I asked who it was, my friend's dad tapped out his name using the alphabet. You know how this works, don't you? You point to a letter and it knocks at certain letters and it can tap out messages and so on. And when my friend asked him if his dad was happy, he replied that yes, he was and was back to his normal self. He actually spelt out all better now. So you see, when someone in life has some sort of disability, it's no more. I can assure you, your grandmother is back to her old self. And I'm sure when your walls come down, Becca, she'll let you know. And when this happens, give me a shout. Lots of love to you. Now, we've also had a request from Sukira Viraskit on our Discord server. Uh, More of an info request uh, to sort of validate my own experiences, really. I visited the Skirid Inn and had some experiences that I can't quite explain, she says. And we had some names come through on the spirit board that I'm trying to verify. So really, I just wondered what experiences the team had at the inn, notably in bedroom one next to the prison cell and in the bar, and if they could share any names they picked up besides the landlady. Thanks. Well, thank you so much for the uh, for the message. What a fab location the Skirid Inn is. Uh, it really is a wonderful place to investigate. And in my opinion, it really is truly haunted. I do remember that all the alarms went off in the middle of the night when they weren't set. That was the most important thing. They weren't set, they went on. The landlord was absolutely baffled and announced that it wasn't possible for the alarms to go off if they hadn't been set. 
I also remember with absolute dread making my first trip into the graveyard. It was the first time I'd ever been in a graveyard at night and this was near the inn and this was early hours of the morning and I think I could have died with fright that night with all the noises coming from the undergrowth. Animals or ghosts? I wasn't sure and at the time being a newbie ghost hunter I couldn't wait to scramble out of that graveyard. If you have never been to the Skirred Inn, you have to go. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water it starts to just taste bland and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just, I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. And now we have an update from Ben who had a spirit attached to his partner. Hello, Yvette. It's Ben again. Um, You previously read out my last voice message about the strange instance regarding my partner and the attached spirit. We've since had further incidents that are quite startling. One instance, my partner was sat in the uh, living room. I was cooking tea. She screams and calls me in. I go running in thinking, what's wrong? My son has a little music box, like a wooden box in his toy, toy den. She said the music box physically lifted up and slammed back down. She saw it levitate. I I wasn't there to witness this, but I believe her. She says she's also seen the pram. When my son's been asleep in his pram, the pram has actually physically rocked back and forth and she's been sat in the kitchen. The shower's come on on its own. I like to be logical and maybe, is it the pressure? But no, this physically turned on and turned off within a couple of seconds. Um, My son's room, when we're putting him to sleep at night, it's not a very nice feeling, unfortunately. It's like 
it doesn't like us being there, whatever it is. We've since had crystals put into the house. My younger brother bought some crystals for my partner's birthday and we've had a Bible put in the house too. Since we've done those things, it's it's died down a little bit, but it's still there. We're looking into getting help, further help. I think you mentioned on your previous podcast that you read out to get the Spiritualist Church. We're going to look into that. Um, but it's just, I've never seen anything like it. So keep up the good work and I'll speak soon. Hi, Ben. Right. We need to sort this out, don't we? Um, let me know whereabouts you live. And if you're not too far from me, I will come if you want me, (laughs) if you want me, and hopefully get rid of whatever is in your home. It sounds to me like something is definitely haunting you, your house and your family. Um, Let me know what you want to do about it. Uh, And maybe, like I suggested before uh, on the previous episode, try the Spiritualist Church uh, and see how that goes. But I hate, I absolutely hate the thought of you being scared to death in your own home. I've been there myself and it's absolutely horrific. Um, As I said, I will come and help out uh, if you need Ben. I look forward to hearing from you. Let me know. Lots of love. Now, let's listen to some evidence from our listener, Charlotte, who captured some activity in her home. She writes, Hi everyone, hope all is well and thanks for your fab podcast. I hope you can use these EVPs in your podcast. I'm a clairvoyant and we have spirit activity in my home, so none of this scared us at all. I suppose you're used to it, really, in a way. It's like my house here. This is haunted, but I'm so used to it, doesn't bother me anymore. Unless I'm on my own, then I get a little bit woo. Well, anyway, carrying on. Sorry, here's a brief history and explanation about them. Well, my son, aged 26, suddenly died from sudden adult death syndrome at his flat three years ago. Joseph was autistic and lived independently. His special interest at the time involved his sister, my daughter's daughter and sons. Now, at the time of Joe's passing, my daughter lived alone with her children. She had occasional help from my youngest daughter, but that really is about it. When Joe died, things started to get a bit strange. Objects started to move, we had strange dreams, etc. But we shrugged it off, putting it down to the spirit activity already in my home. My daughter is a single parent of five children and she's useless with any type of technology, a bit like myself. Totally get where your daughter's coming from. I am useless. She was very close to her brother and there were only 11 months between them. I bought my daughter a CTV camera thingy so she could watch the children when she went to the toilet or another area of the house and make sure that they were okay. She just let the cameras roll all the time because they were sound and movement activated. Basically, they were just there for peace of mind. When her brother died, she woke up one morning and noticed that her camera had recorded something, so she checked the recordings. She couldn't believe what she saw and heard. She could very clearly hear my son's voice and orb activity relating to it. I normally put orb activity down to dust, etc. So do I. And lots of people rushing, going, oh, an orb, an orb, it must be spirits. But no, no, look very closely. Most of the time it's dust. 
could be insects and so on. So I agree with you there. But apparently in this video, she could see them flying directly at the CTV camera, touching it. And then, this is the most important bit, she heard her son's voice uh, and it was clear as anything. She carries on writing. In all my years of working with spirit, I've never seen or heard anything like this. My son was interested in technology and I do believe that we keep our knowledge when we pass over. Absolutely. I totally agree with that. So it makes sense that he would do this. My question is that in the future, will spirit communication become much easier because of our knowledge of technology when alive? And will spirit find it easier methods to communicate because of this? By the way, Joe phoned me twice after he passed, but that's another story that you might be interested in. Uh, yes, yes, please. Very, very interested in that. And she signs off with thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you very much for sending it in. And what a great question, Charlotte. Yes, I do believe that communicating with the other side will be so much easier in the future. And it will only take an open-minded scientist, like for instance, Thomas Edison or John Logie Baird, to seize the opportunity to construct a device that both planes can use. And if you don't know who those two uh, uh, scientists are, then look them up, Thomas Edison and John Logie Baird. I mean, if you look at Edison and his ghost phone, he was totally convinced that communication with the dead was absolutely possible. And I believe that in time, it will be so easy. We'll perhaps only have to plug our minds into a machine and our loved ones can respond. Oh, I wait with bated breath. If you listen carefully at the beginning, just as he sits down on the settee, it says, you okay. The okay is quite clear. And we also have another question from Chris about the Tower of London. Hello Yvette, first of all let me say how amazing your podcast is. Well thank you very much. I listen to you every day at work and love every bit of it. I'm writing to ask a rather silly question really. I'm an American and I love travelling to the UK. One of the most fascinating places is the Tower of London. I love English history and that place holds a lot of history's worst nightmares. Absolutely. Whenever I visit, he continues, I think of all the ghost stories people have on that place. And then I learned that people do live in the tower. I mean, not in the tower, but in the premises. Well, naturally, I was shocked when I learned that.
So here's my question. How do the residents of the tower cope with everyday ins and outs, knowing that they're living in a place possibly haunted by many things, to say the least? I mean, I'd be scared shitless looking out the windows at the execution corner at night. My gosh, how scary. If you have stories from the people who live there and why they choose to live there, please share. He continues, thank you for being awesome. Thank you very much. And I love, love, love your show. And I love um, your email. So thank you very much, Chris, uh, for writing in. Um, That is an absolutely fantastic uh, question, really. And I have been to the Tower of London with my husband, Carl. And let me tell you, if you've never been, you've just got to go. The atmosphere is incredible. And when me and Carl were walking around, we too were absolutely amazed to see some washing hanging from a line. Somebody's underpants blowing in the breeze. Was someone living there? Oh my gosh. Yes, you're correct, Chris. People do live in little houses and apartments within the tower grounds. And I too wondered if they experienced apparitions or paranormal activity. And both Carl and I agreed that more than likely, yes, they do. Well, as we walked around the tower, um, the knocking, I talk about the knocking and rapping and tapping, don't I? Well, it began all under our feet. You could feel it going on underneath our feet. Well, I couldn't ask who was with us, could I? Um, Because, of course, we were part of a tour. I mean, that would have been a bit embarrassing, wouldn't I? They probably would have locked me up. Uh, And then I did manage to whisper in a moment, well, how many of you are here? Well, I couldn't believe it. The knocking and the tapping went on for ages. We lost count. It was absolutely incredible. I have to say, I would love to spend the night there. Wouldn't that be absolutely fantastic to be able to film it? Imagine capturing some EVP where ghostly voices whispered their names. Hello, I'm Anne Boleyn. Hello, I'm Lady Jane Grey. Now, let's get the answer to our fact or fiction. As a reminder, this week's question was, as a reminder, this week's fact or fiction was, not everybody dreams in colour, some dream in black and white. The answer is fact. Around 12% of people dream in black and white. Are you one of them? Well, I definitely dream in colour. I mean, that must be so weird to dream in black and white, like watching an old black and white movie, really. Speaking of movies, fancy a laugh? I always fancy a laugh at the weekend, preferably with a large glass of wine. Well, here's a tip for the weekend. Watch Mel Brooks's Young Frankenstein. I promise you will not be disappointed. Well, have you been contacted from a spirit or is there a site, a location that you think we need to cover on the podcast? If you do, get in touch with us. Please don't be shy and share your stories. Here's the email address. It's contact at paranormalpod.co.uk. We are on WhatsApp. Please don't be shy. Leave me a voice note and the number is 075-999-27537. And we are on Instagram. And when we get pictures and videos, this is where we'll post them. And the handle is at Paranormal Activity Pod. Stay up to date with the newest episodes by giving us a follow and we'll be back again same time next week. But if you can't wait until then, visit www.paranormalpod.co.uk where you can find options to get episodes a day early. Have a great week, stay safe and remember, things aren't always as they seem. Hi. 
Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I am a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland, and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.